the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to Cornerstone Radio with Pastor John, Pastor Ed, and Blaine Nurse, where they encourage you to think big and act bigger. Along with your help, Cornerstone Transitional Housing is here to break the cycle of homelessness in the greater San Diego area, restore hope, and help men and women regain control of their lives. As long as poverty, injustice, and inequality persist, none of us can truly rest. Now, here are your hosts of Cornerstone Radio, Pastor John, Pastor Ed, and Blaine Nurse on K-Praise. Good evening and welcome to Cornerstone Radio. I'm Pastor John Simon. I'm along with Pastor Ed Brody and Blaine Nurse from Cornerstone Transitional Housing. If this is your first time you ever joined us at Cornerstone Radio, our mission is to break the cycle of homelessness and to help men and women gain control of their lives. Um, Folks, I'm just thankful that you're with us tonight, and I hope this will be a great topic. We're talking about the testimonies of Jesus, um, which is quite interesting. We're going to have a lot of I know I have one. I'm going to talk about Jesus. I know Blaine's going to be talking about what he's going to be sharing about his testimonies about Jesus and then and Ed. So um, it's just going to be just a great night. Guys, uh, how are you doing tonight? Good. Doing good. Very excited about the show. It's, it's amazing. We're going to try and put in the testimonies of Jesus in one <laughs> show there, guys. Yeah, this ought to be a lot of fun. This, this is just a sampling of his uh, <laughs> testimony, though. Yes, it is. This is. It, there's so many. I, I, there's. It's one thing I was thinking about. You know, there's just there, the whole book. You, you know, the whole Bible is just testimony about Christ, and you know. And so the main thing is, is that um, I know I have one of my favorites. I know that you guys got your favorites, and so this is going to be interesting. Yeah. Um, I know I'm going to be reading out the book of John. I know, Ed, you're going to be reading out the book of Luke. And then I believe um, Blaine's going to be reading out the book of Matthew, if I'm sure. Okay, good. Mm -hmm. This ought to be interesting. Um, You know, guys, do you have any uh, praise report that you would like to start off the show with about um, the homeless out there last weekend or any other time? You know, I I always like to jump in on uh, praise reports. Last week we were able to hand out some more Bibles. And uh, there was one woman, you know, she found out that we had Bibles, and um, she was very anxious. She's like, you have Bibles. And so, you know, we mention it every week, folks. You know, we're just, we're just brothers in this, this radio station here um, trying to share what's going on in our lives. Um, but you know what? We want to get the Word of God out there because that's where the power is and His Spirit. And um, so, yeah, there were some Bibles handed out last week. We were able to pray for some more folks, and um, it seemed like the, the crowd was very receptive they're always thankful. Amen. I, I uh, uh, yes. We have one uh, Spanish lady that comes out, and uh, I don't know. I started pr- praying for her when she first got there, and I I have the habit of putting my hand on people's shoulders. Yeah. Always ask first, but I just feel like there's <laughs> got to be contact. But uh, <clears throat> she came out uh, the first time I prayed for her. She was thankful. She went on the next week. She came up. She put her hands in front of her. <laughs> Come and pray for me. So I prayed for her. Well, we'd missed a couple of weeks 
this Saturday we were out there, and uh, you and uh, Ruthie and, and I were around her praying. And as we're praying, I felt this clawing or this rubbing of my hand, and I <laughs> wondered what's going on. She reached over, took my hand, put it on her shoulder so <laughs> we could pray. So uh, I thought that was kind of nice. You know, those little moments there, um, it might not seem like a lot, but it really is because you can see the gestures of people really opening up and sharing their, their lives with you and really accepting Christ. Yeah. And you know, um, and that's what's so awesome about being out there is just uh, that we can share the message of Christ, you know, giving that hope to them and helping them. It's just one of the glorious things that um, I see that God can do. So, um, you know, I'm going to go ahead and um, start off the show. Um, I know I have in uh, John chapter 11, but I'm going to let you go ahead and start off playing the show, okay? Well, you got it. Well, you know, in, in everything that we just shared, and in, 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 you know what, Pastor Ed, I'm just like you. You know, we're a lot alike. Um, we like to put a hand on somebody. Mm-hmm. We do want to make sure, hey, is it okay? You know, just a hand on a shoulder. Um, so we're always seeing exciting things happening out at the park. You know, last week was Resurrection Sunday. We saw some friends go forward and invite Jesus into their heart. There's no greater joy on planet Earth. And when they came back from the altar, they gave us a hug that wasn't, uh, you know, the, the Christian tap. It was like falling into our arms. And you know what? When we're out there with the homeless folks, we are not afraid. We are not afraid to shake their hands. We're not afraid to hug them and hold them and sometimes even get to baptize them. But let's get into the God's Word. Um, these folks, that would, they, they got a lot of love. Um, tonight, we are going over the testimonies of Jesus, and we know, folks, that the testimony that Jesus has done in our lives just oversees everything we could ever do. But to- tonight, tonight, it's going to be about Jesus. I'm going to read out of Matthew chapter 11. Listen to this. It's chapter 11, 1 through 6. It says, Now it came to pass when Jesus finished commanding his 12 disciples that he departed from there to teach and to preach in their cities. And when John had heard in prison about the works of Christ, he sent two of his disciples and said to him, Are you the coming one, or do we look for another? And Jesus answered and said to them, Go tell John the things which you hear and see. The blind see, and the lame walk, the lepers are cleansed, and the deaf hear. The dead are raised up, and the poor have the gospel preached to them. And blessed is he who is not offended because of me." Praise God, you guys. You know, we need the Spirit of God. Jesus said he will not leave us orphans. We know He, we are the temple of the Holy Spirit. He gave us that Holy Spirit, and it's through that Holy Spirit, his power to glorify our Lord Jesus Christ, which glorifies our Father in heaven. So, you know, when Jesus did show up, you guys, I mean, he healed all these folks. They, and, and I'm not sure the, uh, the scripture there, Pastor Ed, but uh, there is something. I think it was, it's in the book of John. And it says that even the volume of this book couldn't even record all the blessings and all the healings. So tonight, folks, we're just barely going to touch base um, some of the testimonies. I wanted to read that one first just to get us started. But I did also want to agree with Pastor John over there. Um, This word, it's his story, history. This is God's story. We're going to go over his testimony, and it's his love letter to me. And it's his love letter to you. So we're going to encourage you folks, as we encourage those out on the streets and in the park and wherever God's called us to be, as we need to be in that word. Um, either one of you guys want to go through one of your scriptures, or you want me to go ahead and go with another? Go ahead and go, Blaine. You're going. Okay, you guys. Here's a great scripture. There's, there's many of them. 
Um, but I'm going to read, now read to you from Matthew chapter 9. We're going to read 1 through 8. And it says, So he got into a boat, crossed over, and came to his own city. Then behold, they brought to him a paralytic lying on a bed. When Jesus saw their faith, he said to the paralytic, Son, be of good cheer. Your sins are forgiven you. And, and at once some of the scribes said within themselves, This man blasphemies. But Jesus, knowing their thoughts, said, Why do you think evil in your hearts? For which is easier to say, Your sins are forgiven you, or to say, Arise and walk? But that you may know that the Son of Man has power on earth to forgive sins. Then he said to the paralytic, Arise, take up your mat, and go to your home. And he arose and he departed to his house. Now when the multitude saw it, they marveled and glorified God who had given such power to men. So you know what? That's one, one of the testimonies, you guys, of him uh, healing a man who, who couldn't walk. And you know what? We know that for a fact that the, the gospel preached is that he forgives us of our sins. He paid for those sins. But man, did he heal every disease out there. And that's just one of them. And uh, just wanted to share that with you guys. Good. Yeah, that's pretty awesome there. You know, um, that's and that, do you have another one that you were following up with on that, or did you? Well, I do, um, if we want to go that away, because, you know, we're going over the testimonies of Jesus. Well, guess what, folks? You and me and all the brothers and sisters in Christ Jesus, we are testimonies of Jesus. And he had the disciples have a similar story um, in the book of Acts. And in that book of Acts, 3, 1 through 10, um, they healed a paralytic. John, would you like me to share that story? Sure. Yeah. Okay, let's go for it. Okay, so again, we're going now to the book of Acts, chapter 3. We're going to read you the story, folks, 1 through 10. And it says, Now Peter and John went up together to the temple at the hour of prayer, the ninth hour. And a certain lame man, for, oh, a certain man lame from his mother's womb was carried, whom they laid daily at the gate of the temple, which is called beautiful, to ask alms from those who entered the temple, who, seeing Peter and John about to go into the temple, asked for alms, and fixing his eyes on him with John, Peter said, Look at us. So he gave them his attention, expecting to receive something from them. Then Peter said, Silver and gold I do not have, but what I do have, I'm going to cry to this one, you guys, but what I do have I give you. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, Rise up and walk. And he took him by the right hand and lifted him up, and immediately his feet and his ankle bones received strength. So he, leaping up, stood and walked and entered the temple with them, walking and leaping and praising God, you guys. Um, I think there's a little bit more there, but I want to encourage you guys, as our listeners, God rescued us. Uh-huh. Whether we were blind, whether we couldn't see, whether we, we didn't see God in our own lives or in our own abilities, Jesus Christ reached down and he touched us. And man, I, I, I just want to be just like this guy. I just want to leap. I just want to leap through the city. I want to let people know about how good and gracious and loving our Lord Jesus Christ is. And so thank you guys for letting me share all that. No, that's awesome, Good. you know, and, that, and there's so, you know, and that's the thing about it, when you really take time and you start to really think of what Jesus has done in the Bible, and we see the illustrations, but what he's actually done in our lives and in other people's lives, 
And you're right, Ashley, right, Blaine? It does want to make you shout out and mm-hmm. tell me. You just want to grab people sometimes to say, God, I just got to let you know this is what Jesus has done and get so excited about that. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and, and we just had this, um, well, we had Easter, as everyone know, and we and that was the resurrection of Christ. Mm-hmm. And, and, and that whole Passover and Good Friday, and it all means a great, great news because we have life over death, and that is given by Jesus Christ, and he's the one who sits on the right hand of the throne of God, making intercisions for us. And, you know, I love to have a lawyer or an advocate like that talking to our Father God mm-hmm. and letting him know that, hey, that's our, that's, that's our son or that's our daughter down there. So, um, you know, I love that illustration. I have, you know, my book in John is The Rising of Lazarus. And I just, the more and more I read about it, the more and more I get out of it. It's just one of those opening eyes with God. Every time you start to think that you know about it, there's a little bit more that God reveals to you. And I would, you know, that's one of the times I think if you really wanted to go back into the Bible and really be there at that time, was to see Lazarus coming out of the tomb, okay, after he's been dead for, what, a few days? Four days. Four days. And so, I mean, can you imagine? And, you know, and that was one of the greatest things that Jesus was looking forward to. And I'm just going to get you caught up here a little bit, folks. I'm going to be reading now the book of John. Um, It's going to be in chapter 11. It's going to be the – it's called The uh, Rising of Lazarus. And just give you a little background of who uh, Lazarus was. He was a, a good friend of Jesus. Jesus and him really bonded very, very well. And But he had his sisters named Mary and Martha. And a lot of people know who um, uh, um, Mar- uh, Mary was because she's the one that poured the oil over his feet, remember, and wiped her off with her hair and that. So there was two sisters, and those were Lazarus' uh, sisters. And so that's how the story kind of, um, how it goes into meeting him. I'm just trying to get you all caught up here a little bit. And so when the sisters, when Lazarus got sick, uh, the sisters sent out a messenger to tell Jesus, because Jesus wasn't around at that time. He was off doing his thing over with his disciples. And um, so they sat word to him and said, hey, he, your friend, your dear friend. Now, this is the way they was described about Lazarus. Your dear friend is sick, Jesus, and we need you to come back. We need the healing. And that's another thing right there, the testimony of them having so much faith in Jesus, knowing that he can take care of business when business need to be taken care of. You know, that's I love that. So um, as it goes, goes on, I love the way what Jesus replied because um, the disciples said, hey, we need to get back and get back to help. Aren't you going to go back and help um, Lazarus? So, um, finally, you know, so I'll pick it up right there. And it starts to go on to say it. And then Jesus replied, no, he says, but uh, says, but excuse me. But when Jesus heard about it, he said, Lazarus sickness will not end in death. He already knew what's going to go on. Yeah. No, it happened for the glory of God so that the Son of God will receive glory from this. So although Jesus loved Martha, Mary, and Lazarus, he stayed where he was for the next two days. And finally, he said to the disciples, let's go back to Judah. And and, and I, I love it. So... Um, Jesus took his little time there because he says, "Hey, we're not going to we're not going to be walking at nighttime because we can't see safely, and I'm not going to do this. We're going to walk during the daytime so we can get there our journey safely." 
So there was another few days, you know, a day or two that they had to take care of. Okay, it just and it just gets better and better. And then um, and it goes on to say that um, he gets there and um, it says, our friend Lazarus has fallen asleep, but now I will go and wake him up. And the disciple says, Lord, if he is sleeping, he will soon get better. They thought that Jesus meant Lazarus was simply saying that he was sleeping, but Jesus meant Lazarus was dead. So, um, and then it goes on and says, so I tell you plainly, Lazarus dead, and for your sake, I'm glad I wasn't there, for now I, um, you will really believe. Come, let's go see him. There is another thing there. I, he, Jesus wanted people to see this. This was an illustration to them to say, hey, I showed you that I can heal the lame. I can show you I can heal the, the, uh, the blind. But hey, have you seen me raise someone from the dead that's been there for four days? You know, these are all great illustrations. And it goes on to say, when Jesus arrives at Bethlehem, he, um, he was told that uh, Lazarus had already been in the grave for about four days. And um, so, and, you know, the funny thing was, only Bethlehem was only a few miles down the road from Jerusalem. You know, so it was, it's just right around the corner, as we all say, you know, like Mason, El Cajon, just a few miles away. So the thing about it that, um, you know, the word started getting around that Jesus was in town and um, people were going to see it. Well, it goes on to say, um, folks, he said, um, um, Jesus told told uh, told um, Martha, says, your brother will rise again. Because they told him, hey, it's already too late, Jesus. He died in this, you know, um, if you would have been here earlier, he would have not have died. And Jesus said, yes, Martha, he will rise when everyone else's rises at the last days. Another instant concept, we were talking about that, guys, before about that. Here Jesus is again talking about the resurrection, and I think that's an interesting one right there. And then Jesus goes on to tell her this, and this is a great one, folks, that I don't know if you are all caught up on this. It says, I am the resurrection and the life. Hmm. Didn't we just go this last weekend? Anyone who believes in me will live, even after dying. Everyone who lives in me and believes in me will never, ever die. And then he goes on to say, do you believe this, Martha? And Martha didn't wait with no hesitation. She said, yes, Lord. And that's a capital Lord. And she told him. And after I have always, she says, I have always believed you. I have always believed that you are the Messiah, the son of God. The one who has the one who has come into the world from God. Mm-hmm. You, I tell you, how many how many times people read scripture and missed that, mm-hmm. you know, and didn't really key in on that. And so now, you know, and uh, Mary laid aside. Uh, then he goes on. She called out Mary, lay aside from the mourners, and told her the teacher is here and he wants to see you. So immediately they came. The greatest thing is, folks, is we all know that Jesus called him out of the grave and told Lazarus to come. But could you believe the people who were standing there saying, he's going to tell him to come on out? Let's watch this. Could you imagine seeing that today, folks? Can you imagine seeing that, Blaine or Ed? I mean, sitting there and thinking, oh, this is going to be interesting. Let's watch this. Well, as, as good as I love how Jesus does, how he illustrates and puts things together for the people who don't want to hear but have to believe like Doubting Thomas, 
Oh, let's see this. And boy, they're there. And boy, he came out. And I would love to see the expression on all the people's faces. And it goes on about how he smelled and stuff like that. But we won't get into that graphic thing. (laughs) But all the illustrations were there. All the signs were there when he was there. And like what you were talking about, the lame and the the blind and that. Mm -hmm. How much more... and. Do you need to see the belief, and you know the writings there, and and that's where we go out and we're sharing with um with the homeless out there and trying to give them that hope because the hope of glimmer is there they don't have that out there, and so um Ed you know I I get excited because we just had um Easter and you know the resurrection again and I just love you know because that means a lot to me I I I just love this time of year. You know. Yeah, I get the, there's three uh, three holidays I think are are the best holidays. Of course, Christmas and Easter. I also like uh, the the day of Pentecost because you start with the birth of Christ, the death of Christ for our sins, and the filling of the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. What more can you ask for? Yeah, you know, <laughs> it's a complete package. Got that. Yeah, I, <clears throat> I also thought it was interesting because when we started this, uh, we were all kind of independent on what we were going to talk about. And I find it interesting that Blaine talks about healing, which mm-hmm. is a big ministry. As you talk about raising from the dead, and, and that's a great thing. And I'm going to talk real quick I'm, uh, on uh, restoring your relationship to Christ. And I'm going to do some uh, what I call speed preaching. <laughs> so hang, hang on to your seats here. This is a story I think most of you are familiar with, and it's uh, the prodigal son, where the uh, younger son gets uh, antsy and wants his inheritance. You know, he's young, and he sees all the worldly things going on, so he wants his inheritance, and his father gives it to him. And he goes out and, of course, spends it and squanders it and, you know, uh, no telling what he spent the money on, but none of it was good. And he reached a point where now all of his money's gone, <clears throat> and he has nothing to eat, nowhere to stay. So he hires himself out to the very lowest, lowest job he could have as a Jew, and that is feeding pigs. And he starts doing the 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 uh, feeding the pigs, and then it comes to him that hey, I need to I need to straighten this thing out. And uh, his only answer is go to the Father. And I think that's where we're at a lot of times. We mess our lives up. We get down. I, I want to tell you, you you dig pits for yourself. Mm-hmm. Now, here's the difference. You dig a pit, and none of these other gods can help you. Their arms aren't long enough to reach down. Well, I'll tell you, Jesus' arms are not long enough to reach down either. So he gets down in the pit with you, mm-hmm. and he lifts you out of that pit. And uh, and that's something nobody else offers, and that's what he's talking about here. He was in this pit. He was at the very bottom he could possibly be, but he decided to go talk to the Father. And, of course, the Father greeted him back, forgive him for his sins, and uh, and then he ended up doing a celebration because he came back. And uh, to kind of put that in perspective today, if you're ever going to do a testimony, this is an ideal pattern to use. Where were you before? How did you come to Christ? And what's happening now with you in Christ? But uh, he come back to the Father. The Father embraced him, took him in, and 
they celebrated his uh, his death. I mean, <laughs> celebrated his recovery and his re- restoring his relationship to his family, mm-hmm. and uh, and and that's what we that's what our testimonies are. Yeah, we were in the world, and uh, there were a lot of things that were important to us: money, position, titles. All those things are are we look at as success, and and it makes us happy. Doesn't make you happy, folks. But when you turn to Christ, you're still a success. And and now you have Christ who's helping you. So this is a great story on on recovering in with uh, with Christ. And uh, we're kind of out of time, so I'm going to turn it back over to you, John. You know, um I think that we can go on and on about this and I think that we should pick this up for next week. I know I I wanted to say more what I had in mind. I know that um Blaine that you had probably a few things that you wanted to say. Ed didn't give you really much time. I don't even know where the time went to the truth. I thought we had plenty more time, but um let's continue for next week, folks, and um I think we're, I really love to enjoy this topic. Um, I know we're down on our end here, guys. Um, real quick, anybody got anything they'd like to share before we go into closing? Uh, just we praise God for all things. Um, we, As you told the story, John, um, how intimate he loves us and how much he loves, loved Lazarus. The shortest scripture in the Bible, 11, John 11.35, it said Jesus wept. He knew he was going to raise him from the grave. There was no doubt in God. He's God, and he did. But he wept because he saw the, the pain that it brings to, to us. Just, uh, just one thing on what we're trying to point out to the listeners out here is that God can take care of whatever you're into. Mm-hmm. If you're hurting physically, he'll take care of it. If, I don't want to say you're dying, but, I mean, if, you have, uh, uh, if you're dying spiritually, you're dying maybe not physically but spiritually, he can recover you from that. Mm-hmm. And his his ambition is to bring us to him, so he can heal and he can do this. This, I mean, if if we just took up the ministries of God, we could spend the rest of the year on uh, on the things he's done. <laughs> Absolutely, and that's what the whole thing is about, and that's what we call this: the testimonies of Jesus. There's just so many to talk about, um, folks. Um, I hope that you enjoyed the show tonight. Um, I just want to give a shout out to our sponsors. Javier at Sombreros, thank you. Um, um, Goodwill, thank you for the clothes. And um, Jeremy and Tim over there, Skyline, thank you for the help that you provide. And also C4 side at the Elkhorn Western Church, we sure appreciate your help. If you would like to give us a call, you can. Our phone number is 619-715-6915. Again, that number is 619-715-6915. Or you can get a hold of us at cornerstonetransitionalhousing.org. And um, you can get in contact us that way. Folks, we really appreciate you, and I hope you had a good time with us tonight. May God bless you, and good night. Thank you for joining us on Cornerstone Radio with Pastor John, Pastor Ed, and Blaine Nurse, where they encourage you to think big and act bigger. Join us again next week at this same time as we work together to break the cycle of homelessness, restore hope, and help men and women regain control of their lives. Your generosity, philanthropy, and charitable contributions are always welcome and remarkably make a positive impact on the lives of those in need every day. Take part in making a difference by visiting cornerstonetransitionalhousing.org. 
That's cornerstonetransitionalhousing.org. This has been Cornerstone Radio with Pastor John, Pastor Ed, and Blaine Nurse on KPraise. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.